Full send with the driver? Check. Piercing iron through the wind? Check. Low checker, high spinner, flop to a tight pin? Check, check, and check. No matter what shot you need to pull off, there's one ball that's better for them all. The all-new TP5 and 5X from TaylorMade. With a newly redesigned dimple pattern, engineered for more distance, more control around the green, and better stability in the wind, it's the hottest tour ball in golf. So no matter what shot you face, there's one ball that's better for all. The TP5 and 5X from TaylorMade. Welcome to Accelerate Your Business Growth with your host, Diane Helbig. Diane is a leading small business development and leadership coach, author, and speaker who is passionate about sharing valuable ideas, tips, and techniques with business professionals worldwide. Diane brings you the world's experts and gurus in all things business, whether it's sales, structure, social media, planning, or plateauing, guests bring their expertise and energy to each episode. When growing your business is your focus, Accelerate Your Business Growth is the show to listen to. Got a topic or guest suggestion? Let Diane know. The goal is to make sure you have the information you need to move your business forward. Thanks for joining us. Settle in and enjoy. Hi, everybody. Thank you so much for joining me. Today's podcast is sponsored by Audible.com. Audible.com is a leading provider of spoken audio entertainment and information. Listen to audiobooks whenever and wherever you want. Get a free book when you sign up for a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash businessgrowth. Accelerate Your Business Growth podcast continues to gain recognition as a great resource for all um, business topics. If you've got something you're working on in your business, uh, chances are good. We have had a guest on who can talk about that, or we are about to have a guest on who can talk about that. Uh, These are some great folks who have expertise in particular areas of business, and they give of their time and their talent to join me in a conversation where they share that expertise with all of you. Today is no different. My guest today is Jesse Schechinger. Jesse is the laziest salesperson in America, as well as Chief Revenue Officer for the Encore Sales Engagement Platform. Jesse is passionate about leveraging technology and automation to surpass revenue targets. He spends his time educating sales leaders to utilize the most effective sales tools in the world. Thanks so much for joining me today, Jesse. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Diane. It's a pleasure. I am thrilled to have you here. Um, I love that you are the laziest salesperson in America uh, because (laughs) that leads right into automation, which is uh, what we're going to be talking about. So will you you start by uh, explaining the difference between a CRM and a sales engagement platform? Yeah, no, I would be happy to. And, you know, the, the, the laziest sales guy in America, my dad was not too fond um, of his son <laughs> having <laughs> that, uh, that signature line. Um, but the reality does come back down to, um, you hit the point exactly on, in today's day and age, there's so many tools out there um, that you can utilize in such a way that 
you know, I try to only burn calories, Diane, on the stuff that I have to burn calories on. Um, and <laughs> that goes into the tool selection process. So to answer your question, um, a CRM, which I'm sure most of your audience is familiar of, and the first time people started hearing this sales engagement platform, they're just like, oh, cute. You found another cool way to say CRM. I was like, no, there actually is a difference. Um, and so a CRM is something, is a piece of software that obviously says your customer relationship management. Um, and it hosts, it basically holds all of your contacts, your customer information, prospect information, rolling history of that. There's usually some kind of pipeline um, component to you where you can kind of track your progress and the sales cycle and stuff like that. Um, and then where the engagement platform really separates itself is when you put the communication methods into that same tool. So a sales engagement platform, you would um, call and make your phone calls directly in and out of the tool. It sends SMS texts, it sends emails. Um, and the, the cool thing about this um, and having all these things put together in one is it really allows you to be able to see what's actually working. Um, Diane, I'm not, I'm not sure how much experience you've had, um, but traditionally a lot of the clients that we start with, they have like several different tools and they're managing all these different logins, right? Yeah. And you know, it's like, okay, well, I got MailChimp for all my email marketing. And then maybe I got, you know, another little Twilio piece that I use for my phone and some texting tool and some other marketing tools. And the thing is, is all of them have their own analytics, all their, their own special um, bells and whistles. But unless you have them all working and talking together, it doesn't really give you a lot of information to start making decisions off of. I see. It's interesting um, because I've heard of sales engagement. I did not know what it was. That makes it so clear for me. And I, I know exactly what you're talking about. It, it's all these disparate systems that you have to keep track of, but they don't necessarily talk to each other. So it doesn't seem like it's very effective. Well, and quite frankly, um, for business, and we work with a lot of uh, business owners and leaders, and the interesting thing I tell people is like, we are swimming in a sea of SaaS. Like there's a SaaS solution for SaaS solutions. Like it's, I literally had this guy tell me that he had a tool that helped you manage all of your tools and you like stored your logins and updated you on billing cycles and stuff like that. I was like, this is getting ridiculous. Like we, how many people are going to have their hands in this thing? And so um, the goal from our standpoint and from our competitors is, all right, like there is the real value to the business. Like most people do not just purchase a CRM so they can annoy their sales team. Um, yeah. There actually was a reason, right? And we could talk about that a little bit later on getting the sales team engaged in the tool. But um, you put it, you got that information because you wanted it to tell you what you could change in your business to sell more and how you could up that client experience. And without being able to monitor the actual communication that's going in and out to your clients, it's very hard to see that. Um, and I can give you a brief example um, of a client we had. So there's a company called Pawtree, and they are a multi-level marketing company who has, they sell you know dog and cat food and treats and medicine and all that kind of stuff. Um, so we met with these folks 
and they had some internal systems that they were using, um, but they had never really done any kind of automation before. And because a lot of these, their particular business model was very subscription based um, and they were trying to follow up and get people, they had kind of two different sales pitch going on, right? Like one, you're selling product, the other trying to actually get people in to start becoming salespeople for you. It was a complex um, sales process, but um, we were able to put them in and even unbeknownst to us, we really had no idea, but we put them into what's called a sales sequence. And what a sales sequence is, is basically, a lot of people think of it as simply like a drip campaign. And Diane, I'm sure that um, you've probably been able to sniff out a email template. <laughs> and when people are building those, Dan, let me ask you this, Diane, when is the last time you read three paragraphs in an email from somebody you didn't know? Uh, never. <laughs> you and the rest of America, right? So yeah, yeah. like people who build these complex things are like, listen, like that, you know, just like everything with automation, there's also a responsibility to it, like using the tool effectively, just because you have the capability to blast out 10,000 people yeah. um, doesn't necessarily you should do that because you will end up disfranchising or upsetting some of your potential customer base because you're just like, oh, these people just send me this nonsense every day. Um, yeah. So you have to be very disciplined. And so what we did with Pawtree was we worked with their team on some of their marketing team and messaging, and we put together a really in-depth um, communicate, like a planned communication sequence. So that we, you know, built in, you know, the um, email. And then in between those emails, we built in phone calls. And then we built in a LinkedIn connection portion. And then, you know, following up with that LinkedIn messaging and playing with stuff, you know, like embedded video email. And here was one of the like most interesting things we learned. Um, I had had somebody send me an email with a video embedded in it for the first time a while back. And I just thought it was the coolest thing ever. I was like, oh my gosh. And this lovely saleswoman that put up in a dry erase board, she had my name spelt on the dry erase board. I could see that she's suggesting, I'm like, okay, well, you got me. I'm going to listen. Um, <laughs> just the, the simple two seconds it took for her to write that on the board. I was like, okay, I, I got to see what she wants to say. Um, and so I thought it was so cool. And we recommended that um, to the pottery folks to do that. And you know what ended up happening was they did it on like the first message and it went horribly. It actually, yep. the, the stats were not great, Diane. And then what we ended up is we started um, playing with it. And because we could see the open rates and click rates and all that kind of stuff, we realized that very quickly, the first six emails you send to somebody are simply just going deleted. And I'm guilty of it myself. I wake up in the morning. I generally can't explain why it makes me happy, but a little of me does. And I delete like 10 emails um, that I know that are just junk straight out of the gate. Uh, right. And so with these particular folks, we realized that once we started putting it in that sixth or seventh email spot, something happens with the brain where, you know, they just say, okay, this person's not going away and let me see what's going on. And when we put it there, they started getting some really good engagement. Wow. That's interesting. Okay. So it sounds to me like software can be very valuable in the sales process as long as um, there's still a human element, I guess is what I want to say. 
Yeah. I mean, a lot of like, so people get very scared um, when I start talking about automation and that fear usually comes from a couple places. One, everyone at this point has been on the receiving end. <laughs> so like, I hate okay. those emails. I hate those messages. I can tell, you know, it's like, okay, fair enough. Um, and then the other point of fear is a lot of people think that they're, you know, basically their sales relationship is because of their relationship. It's a real relationship. The human element brings a lot of value. Um, and we're basically agreeing with them. We're like, it certainly does. We're not saying that you should no longer talk to your client um, <laughs> or put in that time. Um, but, you know, let us instruct you a way to leverage it into your business. And the, the first step in all of this, Diane, is to map out, if you are a business creator, you have already created a successful business process, all right? You do not need a software company coming in telling you to reinvent the wheel on how you reach out and sell to customers. What you do want is you want to find um, software products that can complement um, what you already do. And let me give you a couple examples of that. So if you are an organization that does what we would refer to as high velocity sales, where you're having to do a lot of selling, you don't just have 10 to 20 core customers, you're out there doing a lot of transactional business, um, then automation is going to be very, very important in setting up some of these automated tools because um, there was, and I would be extremely shocked if you ever heard because only uh, nerds like I uh, read this stuff, but there's an organization called Topo that um, they uh, interview about 250 to 300 different businesses and they study outreach campaigns. And what they tell us is that when it comes to an inbound lead, it's gonna be eight to 10 touches to close. An outbound lead, it's gonna take 14 to 16 touches before you close. And sometimes account-based leads can be all the way up to 16 or 20. And so we know that we have to get through a couple of for lack of a better term, Diane, let's just call them the motions. Like, like I said in that last example of the first <clears throat> five emails got deleted. Well, let's, let's reach out and start getting the client um, warmed up with our brand and doing that in an automated way. And then use the system to trigger us to actually put together a personalized message. Um, in our office, we have um, a policy that you know, we do the two by two, right? It says, take two minutes and figure out two things that are personal about the target that you're reaching out to. And that's how we make sure that we're customizing. And it, has, it can't just be you know, the automatic variables we're filling a name, filling a business, you know, their business name, things like that. It's gotta be actually yeah. like, hey, Diane, heard you went to so-and-so college, how was growing up there or whatever. Um, and trying to, because half the battle is people just understanding that they're talking to a real person. And, um, and that's like kind of the high velocity standpoint. On the other side of the coin, where you have this relationship selling, you don't really use a lot of that. And so maybe if you are more of a relationship seller, you want to use the automation in more of a way where it's helping you with your follow-up. So here's an example. If you're a field sales rep who you go, walked in, you just had a great meeting with the client, you walked out, you have, you know, you want to send a thank you for your time email, but you don't want to send it right then because that's just kind of weird, right? Um, you want to schedule that and then have that send out at, you know, maybe seven o'clock that evening. 
do the next um, email for the following morning or following business day saying, hey, this is what we're going to do. This is the recap, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And you can schedule those follow-ups. So they're just happening in the background and you're only having to participate in the process. You're kind of just, you know, as, as someone who's as task-oriented as myself, it was always extremely helpful to just be thinking about a client, get everything out that I knew about that client all in one sitting, and then I could move on to the next one. Yeah. Yeah, that, that makes a ton of sense to me um, because I think that's one of the biggest struggles that salespeople have is they don't want to have to, first of all, they don't want to have to do a lot of the, um, I'll call it paperwork stuff, yeah. for lack of a, a better word. And so, so they let it linger and they don't have that engagement going on with their prospects and their customers. They don't have that timely interaction with them. And, and so, yeah, I, I, that, that makes a lot of, a, a ton of sense to me. Um, and, I'm going to take a quick sponsor break. Hold that thought because I want to take a quick sponsor break so I don't have to um, worry about it later. Uh, and then we'll continue the conversation. Accelerate Your Business Growth Podcast is happy to be sponsored by Audible.com. Audible.com is a leading provider of spoken digital audio entertainment and information. They have over 150,000 titles to choose from, and you can listen to them on any device, including whatever you're hearing us on right now. And if you sign up at our link, which is audibletrial.com slash businessgrowth, you get one free audiobook and a one-month trial of the service. Some examples of books you can listen to on audible.com are Management Mess to Leadership Success by Scott Miller and The Ultimate Sale by Justin Goodbread. So visit audibletrial.com slash businessgrowth, explore the books that are of interest to you, and receive one free audiobook when you sign up for the trial. Today we're speaking with Jesse Schechinger about the future of sales technology. So, Jesse, I'm sorry, before I took the sponsor break, there was something you wanted to share. Yeah, no, so I was just going to say, um, you know, we talked about the salespeople and not wanting to do paperwork. Um, and that is probably that exact comment, Diane, is probably why, uh, I don't know, let's throw an arbitrary percentage out there. We'll say more than half of CRMs don't really get the engagement that they were hoping they would get <laughs> out of their sales team. Um, because like I, I was a field sales rep. I was on the, I was traveling across the country, you know, almost 300 days a year. I was staying at the embassy suites and I just wanted to go and have my cocktail from 5.30 to 7.30 uh, and relax. But instead that time was just like miserably putting in stuff into the CRM. Um, right. And one of the things that I made sure our guys put in there, I was like, listen, we need a voice activated feature so that someone could be in the car and just talk to this tool. Because yeah. if it does not bring value and if it doesn't make your life easier, um, then there is, you're, you're just, no one's going to use the CRM. It's going to be pointless. Yep. It's another bill and it's another glorified spreadsheet that just tracks opportunities, which is how you know your CRM process isn't working. Um, and so to, to that point, I guess I would say that one of the first things that you need to do when you're thinking about um, purchasing uh, any kind of sales tool for that matter is go through your last three big wins for your business find out what activities took place in order to get those wins and then find a tool that complementary. So if it was a high velocity situation where you were sending email or maybe let's put it this way, maybe that you are doing a lot of business on LinkedIn. Um, 
and that's LinkedIn. Like you want to talk about upsetting people with automation. Um, LinkedIn Diane, <laughs> is a delicate dance uh, that we tell people all the time. Like there's, there's a weird thing in technology where like it, it's abrasive almost like texting somebody, you know, Diane, if you didn't know me, I just shot you a text. You'd be like, who is this weirdo and how dare he? Yeah. Um, right. But if we talk a couple of times and then you offer me your number and then I text, you're like, oh, okay, that's fine. You're right. But if yeah. some salespeople get a little quick with it, it's like, listen, our relationship isn't to the texting level yet, sir. Um, <laughs> but, you know, the same kind of thing is in LinkedIn and trying to explain. So as a part of our solution, for example, we have a Chrome plugin that allows you to capture information from LinkedIn and send out messaging and remind messaging and stuff like that. And what we tell and coach organizations on is being very careful in how you do that because this is a networking site. People are here to, yes, they wanna learn about new products and yes, they wanna solve business problems, but they also really want to just be, um, you know, communicate and build relationships. They don't want you to have a connection request and then you throw up your entire value prop at them message one, um, yeah. it, doesn't, it doesn't go very well. And the, the struggle is if you do wanna manage um, your relationships the right way, uh, try doing that, navigating the LinkedIn inbox um, and good luck. Cause you could be scrolling to the bottom of that thing forever and not see the messages that you sent like three days ago. So it makes yeah. it very hard. And so if you're doing a lot of LinkedIn selling using a tool that has a plugin that can actually set reminders with a URL link that can get you right back to that person and, Oh, okay. Ask him how he's doing. I just want to make sure I don't forget about my new relationship with Diane. So I'm going to set something. And if I haven't heard anything in seven days, I'm going to go back and kind of learn that patience. Right. But I guess I'm a little all over the place, Diane, but I guess... Now, big... this is great because it's so funny, Jesse. That is one of my biggest pet peeves <laughs> is the whole LinkedIn. They, someone connects with you and they are instantly selling you their most wonderful thing in the world. It, it's just crazy. It, it's how software and automation go... What, what's the word I'm looking... Rogue. Go rogue. Yeah. <laughs> horrible. Well, and it gives it gives it a bad name, unfortunately. But the problem yeah. is, is you have these people that you know, they just they basically bought a machine gun and don't know how to use it because they're just firing all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> a great way of describing it. That's so true. You know, hey, maybe I'll hit something. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it, you know, there's a lot of business owners that listen to this podcast. Um, what are the sorts of things that they should be considering and thinking about when they are actually making, trying to make decisions about the sorts of tools they should be using for um, sale, sales engagement? Yeah. Um, so always look for a tool that will complement your existing successful business process. You will be able to use tools to refine that. And so kind of as I started that long rant I just did a second ago um, is finding out what led to wins. And then, okay, so if you're phone call heavy, let's get something with a dialer in it. If you're email heavy or LinkedIn heavy, let's find something with those capabilities. Um, if you are maybe just launching a brand new product to a brand new audience, um, or you're not really sure what's your, your business is fairly new, getting something with you know a wide range of those capabilities I mean, just go down the list of communication channels. And in this day and age, 
um, people are very selective on how they want to communicate with you and the timely um, nature of it. We are, Netflix taught us that we could have things on demand whenever we want, and we're just going to watch and participate whenever we want. And so we have to sell that exact same way, make sure we're hitting people all encompassing. And then once they communicate to us the way that they like to be reached, we then need to pivot our channel and do it that way. And so I would certainly go over something that has, um, you know, multiple communication channels. If you need those type of capabilities, the other thing is, pipeline management, um, lots of tools out there. Um, it, it, we have a somewhat consistent way in the industry that we approach tracking pipelines where lots of people have the card view and things like that. One of the other things is if you have or selling separate products in your business and you have separate ways that they're sold, you might need a tool that has multiple pipelines and can, and can have the, you know, maybe one thing is like a two steps close where the other thing you need technical documentation and all kinds of other stuff in order to get through the sales cycle. The sales cycles are just different. And so getting tools that can be able to give you that kind of flexibility. Um, and then lastly, and I would say most importantly, Diane, is uh, making sure that you have the buy-in of your sales team at every single level before you pull the trigger on any solution. This tool has got to bring value to the sales team. They have to see how it's going to, A, either make them more money, um, which we all care about very dearly, or B, at the very minimum, make their life easier, not harder. Um, if it, depending on how you set the stage for a new, either you're transitioning out of a CRM to a new one, or you're just going from an Excel spreadsheet into something more formalized, um, that buy-in at every level, um, like in our industry, we have a lot of that SDR AE setup, right? So we have, um, sales development reps that set up demos. We have account executives that do those demos. Other people have maybe a customer service or inside sales, then like an outside or field sales team. You're going to need one role from all of those. And you're going to have to explain And Anyone selling a tool should be able to walk you through how you sell and show them how they can use the tool and just make sure it's a good fit. It has to bring value. It has to make things easier or it is not going to work. Doesn't matter how much you force it. I think that is incredibly valuable. And as someone who was a sales rep for a while, that was, it's one of the things that absolutely drives sales reps crazy is being given a system that just feels like it adds work but doesn't bring any sort of value to the process. I mean, Diane, let's call a spade a spade. You both, you and I have been in the same job or similar, I'm sure. All the guys that do the hardest work are the ones who feel like don't have to do any of the paperwork. <laughs> so we gotta, we gotta get those, we gotta get those um, salesmen and women on board. Uh, yeah. Otherwise, we're gonna lose our biggest producers. <laughs> right, exactly. I know, and believe me, in, in the role that I play now as a as an advisor and a consultant, I'm constantly telling my clients that they have to get people to document things because they they have to have. The information they have to be able to keep track of everything that's going on in their company. So, um, so I I totally get the need, uh, but and I especially like what you're saying that make sure that those people are involved in the conversation, that you understand what their process is, and that you're providing them with a solution that that really is a solution that's going to help them sell more because then they'll do it. 
Exactly. Nobody has any interest in what they think is busy work. They just want to hit their quotas, blow them out, make more money. And so if you give them a tool that will do that and you set it up correctly, configuration is also a huge part, Diane. Um, the the some tools are very rigid in the way that it'll allow you to do things. Others are a lot more flexible, and you can really niche it down into what you're trying to accomplish, um, which is very helpful in that you know pursuit of of getting all the salespeople to actually engage with the tool so that their clients in the business overall sees the the overall advantage. And to your point. Um, most people only use around 30% if that of their current software solution because they don't know what they don't know. Um, And making sure that you have a good relationship with those organizations and that you get the training and stuff because a lot of things are way more powerful than they seem at face value. And the cool thing about it is, and this is what I tell all the guys that, you know, so I do these sales trainings, Diane, and they all go the same way. You have the newbies who are basically sponges and are sucking up everything that you're saying. Um, then you have what I would say are the tourists, which are the other salespeople in the room that are kind of listening. They're giving you the benefit of the doubt, but not all in. And then you just have the straight up prisoners. Their boss made them go and they don't want to be there at all. This is a new CRM they think is stupid. And so you got to be through on those guys uh, to set the tone for the whole organization. Yeah, that's great. You really do. Because if you can sell them, then you've sold everybody else. Everyone else is already on board. So true. And the, and the uh, business the business needs information because the value you're going to get out yeah. from everything from A-B testing messaging to new products to, I mean, it's, these tools are full on marketing machines. They give you a lot of horsepower um, to, to do a lot of things. And to this day and age, and we'll talk about a little bit of where it's all headed, um, yeah. but it's getting, um, it is getting really, really cool. And there's lots of fun stuff that you can leisure. I mean, take like how we set up our appointment today, right? Like Calendly, you know, or these other mm-hmm. calendar things. Like that's something that's mm-hmm. extremely practical. It saves out. When I first saw it, um, I was a bit annoyed because like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> I got to schedule my time to have you sell me something. Have you lost your mind? Um, but, you know, the software won, right? Because now I was like, right. yeah, okay, I get it. This is way easier. <laughs> yeah, um, exactly. So they, 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 won, <laughs> they won me over. No more Tuesday? Okay, Tuesday at 9? No, Tuesday at 11? Like, okay, we solved that problem. Um, same thing you can do in the sales cycle, shortening things up and getting together. And, um, you know, I'll kind of, I guess – unless you have some other questions, I'll kind of end on the point of we can have a talk about like where it's, everything's headed and where things I, I would love it if you would talk about that. Yeah, which is cool. So uh, my competitors and I um, are, are somewhat in the same area. We're all going about it a little differently, um, but we are breaking down. And so the magical word of the century is actually two, it's analytics and people try to call it AI that term gets thrown around um, a little fast and loose uh, for my taste, but it's really just, you know, some, uh, some really powerful algorithms that you can put and you can measure certain things. And so within like phone dialers, for example, we're being able to pick up sentiment analysis and use that sentiment analysis. And so what that sentiment analysis looks like is, okay, when Diane is on the phone and talking with somebody, 
the client is generally happy. Uh, when Jesse's on the phone talking to somebody, they're grumpy. Um, and all of a sudden, like, okay, so what's Diane doing that Jesse's not doing? And why are her clients happier than not? And then we match that with what we were talking about the sequencing piece. We're like, okay, how many communication methods have we had? And when, what was the timing of those methods and what we did? And so we're going to take the analysis from the conversation along with the touch points and the touch pattern, if you will, of the sales cycle. And you know, when you fill out pipelines, Diane, there's always been that question of like, is this at 60% or I feel like it's 80%. You know, people are licking their finger and putting it up in the air um, right. pretty often. And the future is, is we're going to really hone down that. Like you're going to really know um, how close somebody is to buying. Um, mixed reviews. People talk about the buyer journey and products and things like that. And I think that's, there's some mixed reviews on how true some of those things are or not. Um, but what we do know is the power of information and data is we can put different product categories of buyers in groups um, are, and we can really hone down what it takes to sell to those groups, what it takes to sell to people that are looking for certain solutions and get some things and start getting really smarter. And this is going to be the greatest blessing in the world to especially people that sell manufactured products that really have to manage supply chain um, and materials and things of that nature. It, um, it's going to help them with their planning and get more lean. And then for all salespeople out there, the cool thing is, is the robots can't replace us yet. We are going to be around. <laughs> uh, nobody can navigate angry people. The, the computer, that only escalates that problem. So uh, yeah. all... <laughs> exactly right. They make it worse. <laughs> so all of our jobs are still safe. So we can all sleep on our pillows rested at night. We're still useful. Um, but, the cool <laughs> but the cool thing is, is we're just going to get really better at our job. And instead of, you know, what's going to happen is like what we do for teams is we make your 10 person sales team perform like a 30 person sales team. Um, and you're going to have salespeople that are just going to be able to handle um, a much greater bandwidth. Um, and then quite frankly, using more people to do the things that we want people to do. We don't want um, our salespeople, we want them out talking in front of clients and doing the things that they like to do. I mean, so automating this paperwork, automating the reporting, leaning up the processes so we can do that. It's, it's, it's going to get really, really cool. Um, in my opinion, there's nothing really too scary about it. It's just you're going to know a lot more. And then when you marry, so what we were talking about is like that pipeline, the percentage piece, then you marry that with, you know, kind of the information that's out there known about certain client bases and what it takes to sell in certain regions and things like that. You're going to start getting a lot of recommendations on how you need to reach out to people. And I think that confidence is going to encourage and help people feel more comfortable with maybe taking that entrepreneurial route because the scariest thing for every entrepreneurial is entrepreneur is um all right i have this idea i'm pretty good my mom thinks it's pretty good hopefully someone's gonna buy it um and they have to sell you know and so right. and right. the thing and, and for most of us that first sale point is like your cousin or your neighbor's buddy or somebody that just yeah. is like, all right, I'll give you a shot. Um, and you have to build off that, you know, and some, for some businesses, those first 50 sales are all relationship based. And then 
you can start getting some branding in the market. I think that with what we'll be able to produce and show people analytically, they'll be able to see the path of like, okay, well, I can invest this much into this idea. And based on the receptive nature of the market, I know whether I can, if I got something or not. And then they can kind of really fund and um, put a strategy around their business. Cause that's, I'm, I'm sure you talk to a lot or not, but every entrepreneur that I work with, um, it's all, you know, everyone's kind of got this like flag in their mind of, I'm going to sink a bunch of money into this until this time. <laughs> and if things aren't happening <laughs> by this milestone or this date, right. I'm out, you know, and that's yeah. what scares a lot of people from taking the plunge. And so if we can take away some of that fear um, with software, how cool is it going to be to see, you know, what everyone can come up with? Yeah, that's fascinating. It's so, I, I love all of this um, technology when it's, when people understand it and when it's used well, I, I think, I'm so glad we're having this conversation because I do think one of the things that is frustrating for small business owners, especially is that there's all this, you know, all these buzzwords out there and all of these people saying that this system's best, that system's best. So no one can really weed through it. Like they don't even know. I can't tell you how many people I've met who don't know what CRM stands for. So they avoid it altogether because it's just too, it feels too complicated, but then they're not capturing the information that they need and they can use to make better decisions and engage with prospects better. Yeah. And there's, I mean, there's a very legit fear. I met with a owner of a chemical distribution company that told me, I ain't gonna, what do you say? I ain't gonna big brother my sales reps. I'm like, sir, that's not, that's not what I'm asking you to do. Um, I'm just telling you, like, what if one of them quits? You're going to want to know what was going yeah. on with that client so you can capture that revenue. And unfortunately right. things happen and you need to have something in place where a, if you have an all-star, how do we teach everybody else to act like the all-star? Cause that's a lot of what you get out of the CRM is you start understanding yeah. what your big performers are doing. And then you can relay that message um, down through the ranks and get everyone operating at uh, her or his level. And so that, um, you know, is there's a healthy amount of fear. People don't, you know, it's, every level of business is different. Like when you're selling the technologies, like everyone swims in stream. Like those are like my easiest sales because yeah. everyone gets it. Uh, when you yeah. get into some of the manufacturing businesses and um, services, I mean, we, we blew this plumber away. Like he had no idea that like, he could even be doing anything. And he's just like, Jesse, this is like a godsend. I'm like, well, it's, I mean, it's, it's called follow-up, sir. And if you just reached out one more time. Um, so <laughs> you can make, a, uh, you can, you know, you can really use it to help you out. And like at this simplest, simplest level, having something remind you to do the things that you already knew you wanted to do. Um, and at the most complex level, have things automate the steps that you don't have to participate in. And so yeah. in, yeah. you can configure this, uh, skin this cat a million different ways to make it helpful and useful. But if you're, and take it for what's will, I'm, I'm a sales guy that sells software. So take this <laughs> as it's intended. But if you're not having, if you don't have something, um, you're missing the boat in a major way and you're only going to get farther behind. And you're just, it's really yeah. more about missing opportunities than it is. Um, losing anything because I'm sure everyone's business practices are good when clients are in, but it's that 
customer acquisition costs that we're trying to mitigate right. and getting more people in. And, and which is one of the most uh, challenging things for a lot of small business owners because they aren't salespeople by nature and they weren't salespeople in a, in a previous job, like they started a business. So all of that building relationships and capturing and, and data analysis and all of that is, is pretty foreign to a lot of them. So. Yeah, well, it's the same way. It's like you, you outsource your accounting, you know, because that was always my biggest fear. I'm weakest on that side. And so I need people to help me and, um, and set up processes so that I know I can manage that part of my business well. Um, you can do the same thing on the sales side. You can get with the team that will help you set up things and outreach. Like you, you had an idea and you're great at performing that idea. And that's what drew me to this moment. And so a lot of what we do in-house is we just understand what, we do, what we're good at and what we're not good at. Um, right. And approach those strategies. Um, as they say, the best players win games. And so sometimes you need to go outside the org um, to get some <laughs> people that can help you. Yeah, yeah, it's so true. I really appreciate this. So, so tell the listeners, you know, how they can find you. Um, tell them about uh, the software, you know, the, the product that you have and um, what it does and how they can find out more about it, if you would. Awesome. So if you have any questions for me, um, you can actually jesse, G-E-S-S-I-E, at tryoncourse.com um, or at the real Jesse on Twitter. Um, more importantly, though, uh, if you are interested in this whole sales engagement thing, um, please go to tryoncourse.com. Um, there's a little thing you can hit up. We do all live demos. Uh, so one of our sales reps will uh, schedule an appointment with you, get on the call, understand your business process, walk you through exactly how we think the tool could be used to help. Um, and the, the cool thing that we do on our calls is instead of just uh, – you know, exactly what I said before is throwing up a bunch of value prop and, um, and buzzwords and features. Uh, we really do try to just, um, even in our demos, kind of educate people, understand their business process and give them our first run of how we would use the product to help them and make our case for why we think the tool can bring value. So again, tryoncourse.com and please sign up for a demo. And then we're also very active on LinkedIn as well. Fabulous. Thank you. Thank you so much for spending time with me on this. And uh, listeners, so th th it's been a while since we've talked about anything like this, uh, and it is definitely worth taking a look at. Um, the more knowledgeable you are, the better decisions you can make about what works best for your business and your sales team. And I would like to thank our sponsor, Audible.com. To get a free trial of Audible.com as well as a free audiobook, go to audibletrial.com slash businessgrowth to sign up. As always, continue to prosper and be curious. And until we meet again on another episode of Accelerate Your Business Growth, goodbye and good day. Me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast-forwards his favorite foreign film, Powder Donut. <clears throat> Okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? 
I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The name your price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. Full send with the driver, check. Piercing iron through the wind, check. Low checker, high spinner, flop to a tight pin, check, check, and check. No matter what shot you need to pull off, there's one ball that's better for them all. The all-new TP5 and 5X from TaylorMade. With a newly redesigned dimple pattern, engineered for more distance, more control around the green, and better stability in the wind, it's the hottest tour ball in golf. So no matter what shot you face, there's one ball that's better for all. The TP5 and 5X from TaylorMade. My name is Cindy Burnett, and each week I interview at least two traditionally published authors on my podcast, Thoughts from a Page. We talk spoiler-free about their books, so you can listen whether you have read the book or not. And then we delve into things that you most likely won't hear about anywhere else. The importance of the cover design, why they included various aspects of the story, personal details about both the books and the author's lives, and so much more. You can find the podcast on every major platform and learn more about it on my website, thoughtsfromapage.com. Thanks so much for checking it out.